Hello, and welcome to the Mindful Podcast. I'm Crystal with Zenfully Aware Performance Coaching, and I help you learn to live in the present moment so you can enjoy the here and now. Today's episode is going to be a little bit uh, deep. I have been really kind of focusing on the last couple months and what has been happening not only in the world, uh, yet also in myself as well and more so uh, really kind of connecting the mental, the emotional and the physical aspects of what happens when we have things, we have a routine and when that routine is disrupted for things that are out of our control. And I noticed in myself that at the very beginning, it was an exciting time. It was all about pivoting and changing directions and really getting to, again, dig deep and look down into what I actually wanted and where I was actually going and what I could bring in this time, you know, how those changes could truly make a difference and how I could convey something that could help someone else and I did videos and I did some lives and it was again exciting at first and then as I started to really explore what was going on in myself I was noticing that I didn't really know what I want I thought I knew what I wanted I knew what I wanted that would make other people happy. I knew that a path that I was going down could potentially help people, but was it really what I wanted to do? And the last couple of weeks, I have been struggling in finding what I really want. Again, it is, there's the surface of helping people and and really conveying what our thoughts, what our emotions, what our mental and physical dimensions of our bodies, how all of those are connected. And that is super fascinating to me. But what is it that I really want? How, who do I want to serve? How do I want to serve them? And how am I best used with my knowledge, with all the education, with my experience? How am I best able to get that information out and actually help people? And so I was reading or actually listening to the audiobook uh, Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And Brene Brown is an incredible researcher. Uh, she if you've read any of her books, she concentrates on vulnerability and shame and really gets down to the nitty gritty of, of some of the toxic emotions and some of those emotions that we don't like to talk about and some of those feelings that create uh, situations or circumstances that we have difficulty navigating and that we have difficulty coming out of. And so I like words and I feel words are very powerful. And I was looking up shame. And if you look at the definition of shame, 
It's defined as an unpleasant self-conscious emotion that is typically associated with negative evaluation of self, withdrawal motivations and feelings of distress, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness, and worthlessness. And if you read further, the thesaurus, the, the, the uh, similar words for shame are bad conscious, mortification, confusion, humiliation. I could go on, but it's really, it's heartbreaking that some of these self-disgust and pangs of remorse and embarrassment, embarrassment those things hit a, hit a nerve, uh, both literally and figuratively. And I started to think, okay, so what, what am I feeling? What is causing some of this? And again, as I was researching, shame involves negatively judging ourselves when we have failed to believe or when we believe we have failed to live up either to our own standards or the standards of other people. So if we kind of peel back those layers and look at, okay, if we are setting ourselves up for this, we know that we have this greatness. We know that we have this power. We know that we have this innate ability to do things for people, to really take someone else to the next level, how do we do it for ourselves? So how do we transition from perhaps that shame into resilience? And what does it look like to actually stand firm and, and guide others? What does it look like to actually take care of ourselves? You know, taking care of ourselves before others is not necessarily thinking that we're better or that we deserve more. It actually makes us stronger. It makes us happier. It makes us more fulfilled so that we can take some of that burden that others carry and we can help shoulder it until they are able to be stronger and happier. And therefore they are able to pass that along as well and to carry and shoulder the burden. Yet it really begins with us. If we're constantly being shamed for taking care of ourselves, for taking a break, for going to the gym, for eating what we want to eat in a time that we want to eat it, if we're constantly being shamed then we never have a chance to really recover. We never have a chance to really look at all those things that we want. And again, it's not that we want them in a, in a way that no one else deserves them. It's more of fulfilling our needs, fulfilling our desires so that we are able to actually build ourselves a better foundation. Sometimes when we don't have that chance, we don't feel understood and we can tend to revert to old habits. So what are some ways that we can transition from shame and into resilience, into 
building that foundation for us to stand on so that we can help others even better. One of the most important things that I believe and that is crucial for me is being aware, uh, really being mindful. Uh, That means being mindful of my physical, my emotional, and my mental state and connecting those. So when I start thinking of, you know, what is going on? Where, where am I going? What, what am I doing? And then I start feeling those butterflies or I start feeling that tightness right in my heart. And then, you know, the physical reaction is that tightness. And then it's, how do I change my perspective? So I really think that exercising and moving, moving, moving or movement is extremely important. If we start to move, literally, if we start to, whether it's taking a walk, whether it's doing 10 push-ups or five or one, whether it is uh, lifting your arms above your head, whether it's maybe bending forward, uh, really lengthening, you know, really kind of elongating the spine, whether you're doing a couple squats, whatever it is to get you to literally move the body that allows the connection between, okay, my brain has to tell my muscles to move. And therefore you're able to use that energy in something more productive and something a little bit more sustainable than ruminating about some of the thoughts that are going through your head about ruminating what could have happened or what did happen back in the past or what should have happened if, if, if this other thing happened. So if we're becoming aware and we're using the, the, the movement, we're using exercise, we're allowed to take care of our body. What I find extremely important as well is journaling, uh, really writing down what is going on in my thoughts and how that is affecting me physically so that I can go back and really look at, okay, how did when I think, how did this affect me when I was thinking in this way? And I'm able to, again, change that perspective of if I'm getting butterflies or if I'm getting that tightness, is that something that is constricting? Is that something that is alerting me to a danger or is it something that I can let go of because there is no danger? It's really me ruminating about something that might not be that important and might not even be true in and of itself. Also, I used to use uh, what was available to me, which was alcohol. And alcohol can be, it can be fun. It can be social. It can be enlightening every once in a while. We can solve the world's problems when we have a couple cocktails. And yet I used it to really jump down this rabbit hole of looking at everyone else and, and trying to fix everyone else and trying to really 
take what I was feeling and project it onto everyone else. And so sometimes, most often times, that does not really work when we are trying to, to, I say recover, but when we are trying to look at what is causing some of these feelings and, and where some of the shame, where we're not living up to either our own standards or the standards of somebody else. And are those standards really our standards or how are they this societal, well, if you're this age, you should be here and you should have this. And if you are, you know, at this point in your life, then this should be happening. And, you know, all this magical things that are, um, that we're supposed to achieve or accomplish by certain times in our life. Perhaps, you know, there, (laughs) there is a, um, a formula yet that formula changes for everybody and changes for all of us because we are so different. So I wanted to get that out because I really believe that it is important to start peeling back. What exactly are we feeling? What exactly whose potential are we living up to? What are, what are our goals and are they our goals or are they someone else's goals? Are they goals that we should be accomplishing or that we truly want to accomplish? So if you think about what you want in life, how long does it take you to answer? If you think about what is truly important in your life, how long does it take you to come up with what that is? I'd love to hear your answers. I'd love to hear your comments, your suggestions, your feedback on this. My social media is Crystal Coach One on Instagram and Zenfully Aware or Crystal Carnahan on Facebook. My email is crystal at zenfullyaware.com. And I look forward to hearing from everybody. Just giving me, again, one or two comments or feedback or suggestions or how this helped or if it hindered. Let me know what your thoughts are and how they're affecting you physically. Have a wonderful day. I look forward to hearing from you.